Hello, John. How are you today? Uh, yes, I'm fine, thank you, uh, Tony. How, how are you? Yes, I must say, it's very nice to hear your voice, John. Very nice to hear your voice. The, the weather's very grey, you know, the rain is coming down and uh, it's just nice to hear a friendly voice, isn't it? Yes, often grey and rain go together, don't they, Tony? And uh, yes. it is nice to see hear your voice as well. It's comforting on a on a day which uh, feels like you want to be sort of nestled underneath a cover and, and your voice is is almost like a cover to me. Oh, do, that's very sweet. Yes, it's it's grey as grandma's bum hair out there, isn't it? And just Sorry? makes you feel like I just want to kind of listen to your voice as well, John. So absolutely delighted you called. Yeah, so I think you said something mildly disgusting there, but I'll let's let it pass. So, Tony, uh, what have you been up to? Have you uh, been drinking much this uh, past week, or no, no drinking? I'm as uh, I've got I've gone cold fish on it. Uh, what, why is that, no, Tony? Well, you know, it's it's because once you've stopped for a bit, the first one you drink just tastes lovely. The first drink, yeah. And so, so you're doing it in order to have a lovely drink in a couple of weeks' time or days. Oh yes, 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 yes. Looking forward to a nice little old whiskey, old fashioned, maybe you know something like that. Uh, but at the moment, just completely yes, uh, no drinking for me. Just tap water and Coca Cola and uh, Robinson's orange squash and milk, a lot of milk, soy milk, coconut milk. Uh, oh, so you're you off dairy? No, I'm on dairy as well, all the milks. I'm having all the milks that I can get my hands on. Why are you drinking so much milk, Tony? Quite like the different colours. That's the reason you're drinking lots of milk? Yes, yes, I like the colours. It's the very shades fun of, to... The shades of white? Yes, they go really from, uh, you know, kind of a bone white to a to kind of beige... A limestone chalk kind of thing, and uh, I like to set up a series of of shot glasses with all the different types of milk in, and then just whack them home. Well, they do and say a lot I... of people have got plenty of time on their hands at the moment, don't they? And yes, that... I mean that is that is very true. I've got a jigsaw of seven dolphins I'm cracking on with. Uh, how many pieces? It's about three thousand. And that's a big one. It's pretty big. Yeah, very big one. I mean, you know, I, I personally hate water. I've always hated it. Hate being wet. Hate anything to do with it, really. Um, what about in the shower yeah. or bath, Tony? You've never disclosed this information before. I don't. I don't like it. I do it as quickly as possible. Shower as quickly as possible. That's my motto. Usually, actually, I'd prefer just a, a basin wash, just a feral basin wash. You know, under arms, face. So, so. so what... How frequently do you submerge in a bath or get rinsed down in a shower or you? Well, you know, in lo- in lockdown, um, I'm really not bothering at all. So you're just doing a couple of these feral washes. How, how frequently? Once every couple of weeks if I have to. What, what does the, uh, the good lady friend think of that? Well, you know, she harps on about it a little bit, but uh, you yes, know, I can it gets lost a bit in of a stench. The, the white noise gets lost in the white noise. To be honest, John, uh, how, how's uh, how's life with you? How's life at home? Are you keeping busy? Yes, as busy as you can at the moment. You know, as busy as one can, as busy as a not as busy as a bee, but I'd say I'm I'm relatively busy on jobs. Busy, busy as a slow bee at the end of summer, yes. going into winter. Yes, I'm as busy as a summer, a summer, a summer, summer, a summered, blimey. 
<laughs> near winter bait. <laughs> near winter bait. Yes, the end of summer bait. A bee full up of pollen, who's uh, absolutely um, bursting at the seams of pollen and just wants to have a good rest. Um, but I think this is the problem just there with me saying summer three times was, or four, might have been five, I don't know, I'm not counting. I'm sure some of you out there might be counting, and don't bother, why? Listen, I think it's practice, basically, Tony, you know, when we're busy practicing, you know, week in, week out, commentating, commentating. Look at that, it's gone again, another slip. You get into a rhythm of speaking at a great pace and with uh, great articulation, and... uh, it's I'm very not, unlikely. It's very unlike you to make a slip. You know. See, like, oh, there you go, Tony. It's unlike you to make a slip as well. That's uh, it. I feel a bit like um, we, we've turned into Gerard, haven't we? You know, at the end of that season, where he oh, he slipped. Yes, you know? yes, we have. Or well, we've turned into John Terry in the Champions oh, yes. League final in two thousand eight. My uh, word! Oh wow, what a slip that was. Both ill-timed slips, and uh, you just wonder what was on the floor, what was wrong with the boots. That's it. I mean, whether banana skins all over the pitch, you do, who knows? Yes, and is that a fallacy? Is that is that true? You know, are banana skins something made up by these sort of big brain boys making cartoons, or do you really do slip on banana skins? Who knows? I've never slipped on one, and I've never you seen anybody I. who has. It's only in uh, cartoons. You haven't tied it on? No, no, I haven't. No. I could ask the what family WhatsApp group and see if they have as well, but uh, I don't know if I'll need context. I think that would be very interesting to do, John. Yeah, I might do it. It will need context because I've got some very literal people in my family. They, they'll ask me why, what, what does it mean? And, you know, it can be exhausting, especially during lockdown. Is that, is that, are they, are they questioning for curiosity reasons or are they questioning because they're thick as two short planks of uh, word? No, I don't think it's being thick of uh, thick. God, look, Tony. I don't think it's um, out of being stupid or anything like that. I think it's just um, when you are, have a swarm of anxiety in your brain, it's uh, very difficult to uh, take anything that's not literal. Um, you know, and, and sometimes, uh, you know, there are conversations that we have lead us into odd places, and I might just say a, a turn of phrase or a a little comment to one of my members of family and they'll be like, what, what, is, what on earth does that mean? Or do you mean, you know, and it, it's, it's exhausting, Tony. I wish, it's often uh, context. It's often context, isn't it? You know, no, it you is, see uh, there, Tony. You've done a it again. Slip for me. Context. Well, I was, I was saying it's a little bit like contacts, uh, a little bit like contacts that you put in your eyes, you know, if you yes, don't have them in, you're stumbling around and you're, you're blind to the world, whereas if you put them in, then you know what you're talking about. But, you know, if you go into, uh, I don't know, somewhere where they do hearing aids uh, and you, you don't have your contact lenses in, then they can't help you. But if you go into an optician's, then they can. Absolutely. So it's much like that. Yes, and I, I think that what we've proven there in the last couple of minutes is that we're very much out of practice, you know, that uh, this time alone, it... Um, in lockdown, it, um, without football, we're uh, we're losing our way a little, Tony. This is it. I mean, I, I'm actively trying not to speak to anyone as much as possible. Really, why um, is that, Tony? I just, I just don't have the will. You know, I just can't really be. But what what have I got to say to somebody? And and what, more importantly, what have they got to say to me? You know, I, well, I wonder I, what, I, where that will lead, Tony. If uh, you follow down that track, I imagine that there's going to be some very, um, well, quiet boots at the end of the track. 
Um, and that's so, it. I mean, yes, and it's quite nice. A little bit of silence here and there. Not that you know, I'm not even listening to audiobooks or. Uh, are you or listening to me now? I'm listening to you, and it's quite hard work, John. Not not because your voice isn't beautiful, but just because I'm slightly out of practice. The ears um, are slightly dusty, and the mouth is full of grit. And uh, you, know, well, you sound I, like a Western star, there, Tony. That sounded like something from a Western. Well, there are some very good Westerns out there, aren't there? Both in live and on the screen. Um, but interestingly, I have actually been getting a little bit of side work um, reading adventure books for an alopecia charity. So I have been having to use my... Oh, congratulations, Tony. Uh, you've always had a, a wonderful voice and uh, I'm pleased to hear that someone's uh, been attracted to it and uh, used it... Uh, used it. Yeah, so hey, how, how's your what? How, what how, how's how's your daily life, John? I'm, I'm absolutely intrigued because my general uh, day consists of getting up at about uh, you know eleven or so. Well, you're get, and you're uh, getting up later to... now than Tony because last uh, we spoke, you were getting up at six. Well, that was because I was drinking, yes. I wanted to drink early, so, you know, that would get me out of bed in the morning and with a little vim and vigour in my step, whereas now I don't have it. So now I get up at about 11 and I go to bed, still around the same time, three or four. In fact, you know... You're only up for five hours, Tony. Um, Yeah. That's a remarkable amount of sleeping you're doing. Well, you know, again, what else is there to do, really? Well, yes, you say that, and uh, I I do find that... um, Thinking back uh, can take up a lot of time. and uh, it, feels, you know, it, it feels a bit like I'm in hibernation mode, like I sometimes get at Christmas time and, you know, when I just end up putting on a lot of weight and sleeping a lot like a big grumpy bear. You know, I mean, I know you've experienced this firsthand, haven't you, John, when, you know, when we've, we've been together over Christmases? Yes, and you've, uh, yes, I remember... Quite vividly, uh, 2017, the end of 2017, and it was, uh, we decided, uh, or rather your idea, I believe, Tony, to uh, celebrate our 1,000th game commentating together, which was a a lovely idea. I was just a bit shocked that it, uh, well, to tell the family that the trip was over Christmas was was tricky. Um, And obviously we both spent uh, Christmas together that year in uh, Bournemouth. Yes, um, yes. We had Bournemouth West Ham to look forward to, of course. It was on a Boxing Day, yes. Uh, yeah. Wonderful game that in the end. And uh, I just, uh, yes, we, we obviously, how many nights was it? Three nights down in Bournemouth for uh, Christmas. Um, and, um, Boxing Day and the day after. At least, uh, you know, we spent Christmas Eve with the family and, uh, you know, Christmas Day, we you cooked, didn't you? Remind me what was on the menu. It was quite unusual. Salmon. Uh, went for the well. That's what the uh, the Germans have on Christmas Eve. But uh, we had that Christmas Day. We had salmon um, smoked, so it wasn't actually the big fish that they normally have. It was just smoked salmon with um, that was the starter. Smoked salmon, um, just with a bit of cream cheese. And then I did the um, traditional turkey, um, but um, obviously I didn't do the traditional um, side fillings. I, I decided to go for a um, Moroccan theme. And I did uh, all those uh, Moroccan beans and uh, pulses and stuff. And uh, you weren't a fan, and uh, neither was I, really. I, I made a mistake in cooking, I think. Um, 
I, I very much admired the ambition and I imagine, I admired the flair and I admired uh, just watching you in the kitchen. It was like watching, I don't know, Vivaldi concert being, you know, being composed perhaps or, or, or you know, it's, it's like watching uh, Stephen Gerrard or Marco Arnautovic in their pomp, you know, really worth watching. But the result was uh, very much a nil-nil draw in my Yeah, the opinion. result was a bit more Robinho, wasn't it? A bit more... Flashy, but no uh, end product, you know, or a nani. Um, that yes. was the result of it. Um, Bebe. Bebe. It left a, it left a bit of a, um odd taste, I, I have to say. And I'm, yes, but um, it was a lovely little... Uh, where was it we were staying again in Bournemouth there? We were, we were quite close to the just sea. Just on the coast. Yeah, yeah. just on the coast somewhere. I forget the name of the little place. Uh, I don't think I ever knew it actually, because I think uh, it was my idea. But you, you're usually you've got a head for admin, so I think you booked the actual. Yes, I, well, I, I don't know why I wanted to book a, an Airbnb, which obviously would have given us the space and the, um, you know, the, the the space for us to be, you know, in our own space, which would have been appropriate. But it was a and B, wasn't it? And uh, the owners, obviously, I I had to uh, organise with them to get into the kitchen and cook. Um, which they didn't particularly want me to do, but um, yes. No, they were very um, very clear on where we could and couldn't go in the building, weren't they? they, they you know. Yes, they it was quite out. a small room, if I remember. We were we ended up having to share a double bed. Obviously, we we found out that they were twin beds, so we could separate them a little. But the sheets were just one double sheet, so there wasn't much in the way of separation apart from that pillow, wasn't it, Tony? Yes, but luckily the pillow did the job and, uh, you know, it's not the first time I've topped and tailed with uh, you or any other man, you know. Um, no, you've topped minute. and tailed with uh, James Collins, haven't you, the uh, West Ham defender who scored uh, on Boxing Day? I did, I did. He's got a bigger head in real life than he than he looks like on the television. Um, yes, and he used that head for the first goal. He did. It was a great header, if I recall. Absolute thumper. Was of course Marco Arnautovic, the uh, the Austrian. Uh, didn't you once visit his family? Uh, yes, yes. Well, I was in Austria um, just on a little holiday, interrailing, um, and I was. Uh, I think that was in that season where uh, we actually had a bit of time away from each other. And um, I was interrailing, and uh, I uh, was in Austria, and I uh, looked in my phone book, and I, I saw Arnautovic's name there because I'd done a press interview with him and uh, we'd swap, swap numbers. Uh, we had a joke and or two, and he seemed to warm to me. I don't know why, but uh, anyway, I, I texted him and said, I'm in Austria. Uh, any recommendations, Marco? And he replied and said, my family. I recommend going to see my family. So I, I did that and um, went over there. His mother was very generous. She cooked me a big goulash. Um, his father was... Um, was kind of um, reticent, uh, I'd say, at best. Standoffish, was he? Yes, yes. He was very unsure as to what I was doing there and to why, you know, my presence was uh, a threat to him. 
I think. Did he speak, did he speak any English? Uh, do, do you speak any any German? Um, uh, Austrian, Viennese, whatever well, it is. Well, yes, it's a it's a form of you know it's a it's German, but uh, it's a dialect there. I think. Um, anyway, uh, I spoke uh, no the basics. I could order a cup of coffee, but um, um, but I couldn't. Uh, have a full-blown conversation with someone about uh, where that coffee came from. And uh, did, did, any... you, did, you stay, did you stay with Arn Altovich's family or did he uh, well, did show you the I door? Or... No, I, I did in the end, but um, it was a terrifying night. Um, basically, I, I got there. Uh, he, his mother was very welcoming. His father stood in the shadows and was lurking around. Um, it was hard to actually get a good look of him because he was constantly moving in and out of uh, darkness in every room. Um, and uh, as the evening wore on, it got darker and darker. And um, It does. It does in the evenings in general. Yes, that's, yes, it's the same in Austria as it is here. And um, I was had uh, my fourth or fifth helping of the goulash, which was delicious. And uh, Marco Zanotichit's mother gave me a... Uh, an Austrian liquor, which was very nice. And uh, it just felt like um, the evening was drawing in and I, I was a bit unaware of my own senses. You know, I don't know if you've ever had that where you start to be unaware of the time and unaware of, of quite what your plan is, you know. And um, as the liquor and the goulash started to sit into my stomach, I, I started to feel a little drowsy. And... Um, then uh, Marco Annucci's father appeared from the darkness and he sat down before me and he lit a candle. I didn't realise how dark it was. It was it was very dark in there. So when he lit the candle, it was I could see him. Um, I could see the room. And uh, what, what did he what did he look like then? If you'd finally got a look at this uh, Marco Annucci's father, what was what did he? He was a, a very very fearsome looking man, like Tom Hardy or or. Um, Schumacher. So quite was, handsome as well, quite handsome. Yes, yes, strikingly so, but also very, um, he, he looked like he had a face that was determined to do harm. Mm. And um, sometimes does get that look, you know, we saw that in the uh, 80 to 90th minute of that particular game that we, we were talking about. You know, he, he just got, got that look in his eyes, obviously gets it from his father. Yes, absolutely. And you get lots of things from your fathers, I've heard. Anyway, he um he really pushed me on on what my plan was, what was my agenda here, and I literally I, I couldn't answer him. I said I I don't know honestly. I just I messaged your son, and he said to come up and see uh, see you know your family and uh, you you, um, and then he did a uh, some sort of test. I think it was a lie. To, I can't remember. He, he he then refused to speak any more English, and uh, he ran a few tests on me. Um, he, Put a wire on my fingers, and um, he popped out some sort of machine. And his Mark um, his mother was bringing him uh, glasses of water and pads to put on my head. And uh, yes, it was a long night. It went on for a while, and uh, I think I got a couple of hours sleep. And um, it was very, very hazy. Um, I took some samples from me as well, I believe. And uh, yes, yeah, so. where was next on your interrailing journey, John? The next, did you safely get to your next destination, or did you have to stay with the Arnautovic family for longer, longer than you expected? Or no, no, then, then I just popped to Berlin. Um, lovely, lovely place. How's Berlin? Berlin? Is it nice? Yeah, it's lovely. 
lovely big big streets uh, it's almost american there i always find the you know the size of the streets the sidewalks uh yeah lovely lovely uh they'd be quite good to play football in wouldn't they the, the streets probably you know? oh can you imagine now like an advert a little yeah. advert with uh, leo messi's just stood there you know perhaps he's reading a paper he chucks up the paper and inside the paper's a ball he flicks the ball off his chest, he puts it onto his knee, he flicks it off his foot, and he volleys it. Sean Dyche gives him a little tap on the back, says, well done. And then coming out of the opera house uh, with the programme, just flicking through it, is... Uh, is Jonathan Woodgate. Jonathan Woodgate, and he uh, he sort of chests the ball into the path of Wayne Rooney, who's uh, just taking his kids in the park, so he just sort of puts his foot on the ball, he flicks it up. And behind him is uh, Ozil, who's walking his dog. He's not even interested in the ball. The ball just sort of... He never looked interested in the ball. It's quite right, you know. But actually, the ball lands at the foot, foot of uh, Ashley Cole. But David Beckham comes out of nowhere and gives him a crunching tackle. Where's that come from? It's it's not good. It's a bad tackle. He's been given a red card by Kalina, the referee Kalina, who very angrily throws the ball away. It lands on Edgar Davids' full English breakfast. He's he's sitting at another Bavarian cafe. A typical German breakfast, yeah. And then, of course, uh, I imagine we get some Speedy Gonzalez's, some uh, Sadio Mane, Raheem Sterling, and Daniel James, the Man United winger. And they yeah. have, they're having a running race down the streets of Berlin. Everyone's clapping them. And they they go past various different places. So there's there's probably a, a hairdresser with Mo Salah getting his hair done and and uh, Kalini getting his uh, getting his head shaved. You know they're both in the barbers and uh, maybe there's, there's who's the barber? Who's the barber, Tony? Gianluigi Buffon is the barber. And yes, he's got safe hands, safe hands. He's, he's got, got his gloves on. on. Still got his gloves on. Yeah, um, and then Mo Salah's uh, looking furious because he's cut he's cut all sorts of problems into his hair. Yeah, it looks really bad. It looks really bad. Mo's going to have to get a refund for that. I would have thought. Uh, yes, definitely. What is this advertising? Just football in Germany. Come and play football in Germany. This is nice football. F- football, football in Europe, perhaps. You know. Football in the world. Football in the world. Maybe the ball could slowly come out of Berlin, out of uh, out of Germany. Spin along the autobahn. Spin along the autobahn. You see the ball just lifting up and up and up and up out of the clouds and into the uh, the atmosphere, and you can just see the earth and the ball. And at one point, the ball and the earth are the same size, and the earth is covered by the ball like the sun covers the moon. And uh, yes, you can't see the earth anymore. You can only see football. And it just lands in somebody's hands. Bright, an astronaut. Bright figure, bright figure in the in the clouds. Yes, an astronaut. And who's and the it, astronaut? It's Pele. Pele's the astronaut. Of course it is. Yes. That's my alarm. That's the uh, that's the goulash. I've uh, got to go, Tony. Get the goulash out the goulash. Yeah. Cooking a goulash after your experiences. Well, I, I believe um, it might be to do with um, putting your hands back in the uh, back in the uh, the, the um, grasp of the aggressor. To say more about that, uh, Charles. 
I just feel like it might be the fact that, uh, yes, you know, um, I've gone through a traumatic experience and maybe it's um, a way of me trying to control it. Um, I don't understand it still. And uh, by eating goulash, I, uh, I get all sorts of flashbacks. It's quite traumatic. Um, I often uh, eat alone when I eat it, um, but um, I do it uh, quite frequently. I have a very similar thing with uh, herring roll mops uh, due to a particularly turbulent time with Ida Goodjonsson, which I don't like dwelling on. Uh, do you want to talk about it? Or? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, Some things are better left unsaid. That's it. You know, um, You know, he, he knows what he was doing. I know what he was doing. I know what I was doing. He knows what I was doing. We both know what each other was doing. Uh, roll mops featured heavily. Um, I'll never get the smell of uh, herring out of that, that jumper, that cashmere jumper. It was one of my favourites, actually. Um, yes, you used to love that jumper. Yeah, I remember. I did, and I'll never go on a fishing boat again either. So, you know, it's a couple of things ruined for me. Yes, I, I need to go because I've got to eat the goulash very, very oh. hot. Because uh, that's how she served it in um, in Polar, um, Vienna. In Austria. Yeah, in Vienna. She, she served it very, very hot. And, uh, yeah. All right. Thank you, Tony. Okay, okay Tony. Six, uh, job. Cheers, cheers, cheers. See you later.